0: Well, we're going to continue on um, in the series of prayer. January has been kind of set as, as prayer month, as uh, Pastor Lee has put together a, uh, a series on prayer. But I, I wanted to say a few things be, before we really get going. Is that okay? Yeah, all right, all right. I want to testify, okay? All right, is that okay? i got to testify. I I feel obligated to testify because God is so good. And his timing is so good. Let me just tell you. And and there's layers to this. So let's let's see if I can get through this. You might know this. I I don't know. I I like to pray a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Every now and then kind of mix it in. But there's some things, there's some very serious things that I've been praying for and about, uh, some recent, some a little bit longer, and some for a while. Um, in no particular order. Went to uh, uh, checkup some uh, about a month ago or so, or a little over a month ago, and feeling okay. You know, just, I'm old, okay, I get it. Things start hurting and breaking and not working. Or go there. I left with a list of concerns that the doctor had. Heart. I hear something. I'm hoping it's the, you know, the boom, boom, boom. He's like, no, I'm, uh, there, there's more. There's a concern. I've got to send you to get an echo. All right. Well, there's more. Uh, you know, let's get blood tests and all this, and um, some other concerns. I'm going through my head, and like, I don't want to talk about this in church. We'll say some other health issues, if that that's okay to say. When you're a guy and you get a little older, there's some things that they like to check. Amen. All right. Then uh, there's some other things they like to check, and I'm being very careful how, how I kind of talk about this, but... <coughs> All right. There's an issue there. And so I'm leaving last month with... I thought it was pretty healthy. No, Where's my walker? You know, I, I'm feeling old, feeling bad. They do some blood tests. They, they send me out to this specialist. And going through all of this, well, I went on Friday and for the follow-up. They, they said the heart. They said, you know what? There's all kinds of degrees. This is at a trivial level. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Then they they said, you know, as far as the hernia is concerned, mild, let's just watch it for a year. Okay? Yeah, no surgery. Okay. Not excited about surgery, but, you know, God heals through surgery. So we go through uh, issue by issue by issue, and the information that they're giving me is... Was a concern, not a concern. Was a concern, not a concern. Was a concern, not a concern. Praise God. God. Amen. 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 But wait, there's more. (laughs) My job allows me to work a certain schedule that isn't necessarily great. All right? And it takes me away from. uh, There's uh, a lot of weeks. Uh, Most weeks, I see Shelley on Monday. I don't see her Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday evening I'd see her. Now, technically, I see her like this, okay? And she sees me like this. All right, and that's the amount of interaction that we have during the midweek. Not my favorite thing. And i just be honest with you, not my favorite thing. Kind of like her, you know? Kind of like hanging out with her, talking to her. I have a bad day. I like, like, okay. So, for about a year, I've been praying. But you know what? Sometimes, I don't know what the answer is, and I'm not sure what to pray for. So, my prayer morphed Into, I don't know the answer, Lord. I don't know the answer. I need your help. I don't know where to go with this. I have to trust you. So I'm turning it over to you. I don't know what this means. Whatever it means, I'm putting it in your hands. A couple days ago, uh, they pulled me in and said, we're going to make a few changes. And, and I, I didn't count, but four, five, six times through the conversation, they, they were telling me, this is to improve your quality of life. That's an unusual phrase in a business setting. God's doing something. But wait, there's more. I'll go a little faster on, on some of these. I think you you're starting. You, you get the point. God's moving in the area of finances. God's orchestrating some things that's very beneficial. In the area of uh, of some particular habits, God's removing something. If not to embarrass her, but shut. Yeah. Smoking. Like I said, I like her. I like to keep her around a little bit. You ask me why I love to pray. It's because I serve a God that is able. I serve a God who loves me. I serve a God that knows what I need Better than I know. I don't know what else is in store, but it's exciting. And I'm excited. Um, I just am. Praying is a joy. God is wonderful. Amen. All right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, today, we, we're as you know, we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, if you could turn to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to jump into this a little bit and promise I won't keep you past the, uh, the roast burning or anything. If you're in a crock pot, that could be ours, right? <laughs> So, Matthew chapter 6. We, uh, Pastor Lee talked about this last week. We're going to run through this as a reminder and, and talk about it a little bit and, and hit the points. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 5, says, and when you pray, and I love that, when you pray, there's an expectation there. Not if, it's when. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, and at the street corners they may be seen by others truly i say to you they have received their reward but when you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you and when you pray <clears throat> and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the gentiles do For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this morning that your word goes out and accomplishes the purpose that you sent it. Open our hearts to receive what you have for us. Let the wood, hay, and stubble of of the flesh fall to the ground. Father, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, in summary of that point, um, in prayer, if, if the point is performance or intellect, hey, I'm going to show off. Watch me pray. Here we go. Give me the microphone, and God, I pray. And, and it's a performance, and you're trying to wow the crowd, so to speak. If you're, and you know what? God's saying, you know what? If that's your goal in praying, then your reward is exactly what you sought. You wanted praise. You wanted something from, from man. know. There's your reward. Oh, if, if you want to impress by your intellect how much Bible you know, how much Scripture you know, hey, I can recite Deuteronomy 28, kind of throw some of that out there, that would be impressive. If you're trying to impress with your intellect, that's your reward. But he says... Go into your room. Go, go into your prayer closet. How many of you, if you don't want to respond, you don't have to. Anybody bold, you can. How many of you have a prayer closet? A place that you can go to get away, to lock up with God? A few? Yeah. Sometimes it's in your car. I don't recommend closing your eyes while driving. Some people do in what, Utah? Was that recently? That that wasn't praying. Although God's name was probably used, uh, that wasn't praying. But find a place where you can get alone with God. Years ago, I had a literal prayer closet in the house we uh, used to have. It was a closet that was from there to here, about this wide. I put a little counter on it, and it had one of those folding doors, so you go in it, and I was in a literal prayer closet. And what was cool about that is that once I shut that door, that world didn't exist, and I could be honest with God. And I could cry out to Him, recognizing that He knows me, He knows what I need, He knows the situation I'm in, and you'll hear this a few times today. I'm not informing Him, I'm crying out to Him, I'm not trying to impress Him with my intellect. What's my intellect to Him? I'm not trying to impress him with my performance. It's ridiculous. But I can be honest with him. With what hurts. Like my ears. You know it's very hard for me to stand still, right? (laughs) I will try. Verse 9 as we go into what we're going to talk about today starts off by saying pray then like this just two words we're going to talk about and the first the two words are our father that's it just two words Yeah, I'm getting Pentecostal on you, right? right I think we're good for the moment. We'll try that. Let's take a look at the word "father." Now, I'm not going to go. We're not going to go into the Greek and all that. But there are a couple points that I, I want to bring out. Now, obviously, in this. Section here, we've read this uh, many times. We've prayed it together, the, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, okay. Our Father. Why would Jesus instruct us to pray like this? Why would he instruct us and then say, then pray like this, Our Father? Who are we praying to is important. Let that sink in a little bit. Who we pray to is important. Several years ago, um, I don't remember what show it was, but it was an award ceremony. Somebody's getting trophies for acting or directing or something like that. And um, uh, you you know, for me, this is a a little thing. You guys can laugh at me. want to, but I love it when, whether it's an athlete or a movie star, they get up to the microphone and they, they get the reward. First of all, I, I'd like to thank God. And you know what? I, Yeah! You know, it's it, it, I, I love seeing that, that there's a recognition that their talent has been a blessing from God. A few years ago, I was watching one of these shows, and this guy came up, and he said, first of all, I'd like to thank God. And in that split second, I started, yeah, but he said, I'd like to thank God, Buddha. (sighs) That was sad to me. God too. Who we pray to is important. As, as you guys know, and, and many of you are in the same situation. You may might be uh, responsible for others, a supervisor, a manager of some sort. Have having people that you work with, and, and people that work for you, and and there there comes with a group of people, issues, right? That's fair to say. You have a group of people, even in a church, there's issues, right? That could be my stomach growling. (laughs) I'm going to just hold it right here. Um, uh oh. Let's see what happens here. Okay. So, yay! Thank you. Uh, so, when you have groups of people, issues will come up. And one of the things that I, I've told people before, many of you probably have said the same thing, it doesn't do any good when you have an issue to go to somebody. They can't do anything about it. You need to go to someone who can do something about it. Okay, so if you don't like the the decision that I've made in the workplace and, and it caused you some sort of grief some way, somehow, telling the guy that works beside you of, and complaining, that's gossip. All right. Will that help? Not really. He's he's not there bearing your burdens. He's chiming in with you. But you go to the One that can do something about it. So, in this example, if I made a decision that had an impact on you and you don't like it, come to me. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. And, And we'll go from there. Now, when we pray, same thing. When you have an issue, go to the one who can do something about it. I, I read the prayer requests that are written back here, the prayer requests from food distribution, the prayer requests that I talk to, whether it's to people in here, there, or anywhere. There's a lot of needs, right? Financial needs. We prayed about financial needs today. We prayed about job needs today. We prayed about uh, health needs. These are all needs. These are the things that we go to the Father with. Why? Because He can do something about it. Amen? Amen? We could chew on that one. And go home full. Still on Father. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 1. I'm going to read a verse here. John chapter 1, verse 12. Helps if I'm on the right page. Verse 12 says, But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. What's that mean? When you receive Jesus, when you're born again, when you're saved, you are a child of God. If you're a child of God, a child, he's your father. You have a right to address him as your father, as you are a child of God. He's your father. You see? There's a relationship issue. Not picking on you, but I'll use you as an example. Great guy, right? Everybody admit, great guy, right? Okay. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Outside of a... A few people in here. He's not my father. I don't have that relationship. He's he's not my father. He's not my dad. Now, you can't say that. (laughs) Okay. You can't even say that. So, but there's a relationship that exists there. That I'm not a part of. Oh, but we're close and present. I'm talking father-child. My dad, who's in North Carolina, that's my dad. Okay? Most of you, you, he's not your dad. My dad. But when you're saved, when you're a child of God, We are all brothers and sisters, and He's our Father. That has some very big implications. I want to make another point about the Father. Effective prayer demands a right relationship with God. Turn to uh, Psalm 66 real quick. Uh, Psalm 66, I tell you 17, we're going to start at 17. I cried with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Now what's the the psalmist saying here? What's God saying through the psalmist? We need to be in right relationship with the Father. If we're cherishing iniquity in our heart, and I'm going to go two different directions with this. First of all, I'm going to talk about the non-Christian or the future Christian. The person that has not received Christ in, in their heart doesn't have Jesus in their heart, has not at that point in time been adopted into the family. Does that mean that God is unaware of their situation? No. God is aware of every detail, of every person, whether they are a Christian or a future Christian. If they are a non-Christian, or He knows it all. There's nothing we can do to bring awareness to God. That's not what the psalmist is talking about. We're not bringing awareness to God. But when we have iniquity in our heart, if we're not saved, and go with me here, if we're not saved, He's interested in one thing, in one thing only. Your heart. He's after your heart. Whether you pay the the car payment, or the electric bill is not important. It's your heart. I picture the Father on the edge. Of, just picture Jesus on the end like, I want your heart. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I want your heart. That's what he's paying attention. That's what he's listening for. It's a priority in God's mind, your heart. Now for the Christian, for those that have Jesus in their heart, to, be, to have an effective prayer life, if you are angry at the world, calling Bobby, all kind of bad names, And then with that same mouth, oh Lord, fresh water and dirty water can come from the same spring. God wants us to go with a a clean heart. He wants us to go and take care of things. We're going to take a look at this a little bit closer in a minute. But these are areas... We need to reconcile. These are areas to go to and share. You know, hey, Bobby, I, I, I got an issue with you. Let's, let's talk that out, get that clear. Does that make sense? Right relationship with God. Now, the other word that we're going to talk about today is our, our father. Do you notice something about the word our? In the context of what's here, it's our father. Is that singular or plural? Plural. Do you ever think about that? I wonder why when Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray, He says, Then pray like this, Our Father. Why didn't He say, Pray like this then, Peter. My Father who art in heaven. Say, said, Our Father. There's, when we say our, when Jesus is teaching our, there's some implications of that. There's some things they come along with that. Our indicates plural. Our indicates that there is more than just one. There's more than just you. There's more than just me. What are you talking about? It's, we get what plural is, but what's your point? When you're praying, not only are you praying, but everybody that's in the family of God is praying with you. Our Father. Well, wait a minute here. Does that mean that all of a sudden when one person prays, everybody stops and they start praying? No, that's in the movies. Okay, that's, What I'm talking about is we're a family of God. We're bearing each other's burdens. We're praying. God desires us to pray by setting up that model prayer. For each other. And when we pray for people we don't know, when we pray the, that prayer, and I, I've referred to future Christians, you know, how many have prayed for a loved one that doesn't have Jesus in their heart? Okay, yeah, just about everybody here. You know what? That's a future Christian. You're praying for them. You, you know what? We're all praying for them. We're joined together. And when we're joined together, it's music to God's ears. He desires His children to pray. Our is powerful. We're not on our own. These are a couple verses that... You guys like to write in your Bibles? Yeah. If these aren't underlined... Underline them. Let's first go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. All people. Jake, I think you were the, the Greek expert. What's all mean in Greek? does it again. <sighs> it's awesome. All people. Oh, just the Christians. No. All people. For kings and all those who are in high positions, all people. Underline all people. Jump over to James 5, 16. Verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Pray for one another. You, you get the sense of inclusiveness here? Let's jump to Matthew chapter five. We were pretty close to that before, right? We're going to take a look at uh, a few verses here. Matthew chapter five, starting with verse 43. We must not ask the Lord to do anything for us that would hurt or exclude others. What, what's that mean? God, Billy Bob is an enemy of mine at work. He made this decision. It hurt me. Go get him, God. Make him pay for that. Does that sound right even, even a little bit? God, I know you love me, so therefore, hurt that other person. Cast down diseases on them. Does that sound right to anybody? What are we supposed to do? Verse 43. You have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and... Pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. We should be praying for our enemies. Is that uncomfortable sometimes? Yeah, sometimes it can be. Maybe in my younger days I may have prayed the go get them God prayer. Nobody else has, I'm sure. But sometimes out of your hurt and out of your pain, somehow you rationalize in your mind that go get them a God. Teach them a lesson. Hurt them like I hurt. That's not right. We need to pray for our enemies. We need to lift them up. We can't be out of fellowship and expect Him to hear and answer our prayers. What's that mean? That means we need to be in right relationship with others as we kind of alluded to and talked about a little bit already. Two more verses and then we'll kind of put a pin in it for today. In Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults, with your accuser, while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You see what God's indicating here with relationship. He wants us to be reconciled. We need to be in right relationship with each other. We need to be in right relationship with the Father. One more verse for today, not very far. Matthew chapter 6. Verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses. Neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Your Bible say that too? Mine's an ESV today. If you know me well enough, sometimes it's an NIV. Yeah, NIV. I'll read the NLT. What? I'll refer to the King James. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll look at NASB, I'll look at the revised version, I'll look at New Standard Revised version, I'll look at the Amplified version. I'll look at every version if I need to, but you know what? It says the same thing. It's important in our prayer life, to have right relationship. Right relationship to the Father. Recognizing that we are His children. We are not alone. Know this. You might not know this. I have a list with your name on it. On my desk. At home. I actually have two lists. A good list of ba- No. Are you it's two pages. Yeah, I, Sometimes three times. I'm praying for you. I know others in here are praying one for another. There's people far from here that you may not realize are praying for you. Maybe they know you by name. Maybe they don't. There's people praying for churches in our city, in our state. Uh, guys can call me crazy. That's okay, I'm comfortable with that, right? Pentecostal guy, crazy, kind of goes together. I know a guy by the name of Dutch Sheets who's, who's a preacher, who's a prayer warrior. I know he's praying for you. You don't even know who he is. And he's praying for you. There's others out there. Sometimes it's like God open our eyes and let us see the warriors that are all around. You're not alone. You're not alone. It's encouraging.